0: Hi everyone. Welcome to the Master of Modern Podcast. This is the ad we're doing beforehand. We're trying something new. Normally we do all these shout outs and we're going to do it right now early before you even start the podcast. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Kesko and Super Party Battle. They, uh, The company that I own came out with a cool game. You can buy it on ThinkGeek.com right now. We are also doing a crazy cool contest using the Anchor app. Ben, why don't you explain that really quick?
1: Yeah, actually uh, the Anchor app is like Twitter Meets Podcasting. We have a station called 10 Minutes of Modern. It's the official anchor station of the Masters of Modern Podcast. It's daily content, about 10 minutes of it. And uh, if you download the app and favorite the station uh, But before December 1st so you have a couple more days here uh, you get entered into a, f- a drawing w- which is going to be that every Friday in December we're going to be giving away a foil modern staple Scalding Tarn, Liliana of the Veil, vale, Snapcaster Mage and Tarmogoyf Foils and uh, to do that to, to join in and enter you have to download the app, call in with your favorite magic card, that's how it works, instead of tweeting you call in and then do one of the other three things which is the Patreon, leave an iTunes review or join the Facebook group. Uh, if you do two of those things, one of them being Anchor one of the other two, you're entered in to win free cards, um, and and that's that contest. So, so make sure to
0: also now. check out our sister podcast, The Command Zone. They do awesome, great commander content. They also do like competitive commander videos called Game Nights, where the it's like a reality show about playing it Uh, they're also on collected.company which is the website we are on make sure also to check out the Facebook group it is where all of our discussions happen it's where if you want to get early previews of what we're going to talk about in the episode we often bring it up there also last uh, but not least make sure to donate to the Patreon Uh, our Patreon is how we make this happen is how we buy equipment we're going to start doing videos very shortly and it's why we are able to do that is that Patreon anything helps we really appreciate it uh, and then make sure to follow us on Twitter at the MCast. Um, I'm at Kes Wiley. And I'm you at are. Ben Bateman Media. All right, so let's, once this music ends, we'll start the episode. Thanks, everybody.
1: Welcome, Welcome travelers. We're aware that gorgeous. your journey was difficult,
0: but prepare, prepare to have your questions,
1: questions answered, for you have been, been granted an audience, audience with the Masters of Heart.
0: Music, 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 music. And welcome back to Masters of Modern. I am your host, Alex Kessler. We're here with my co-host, Ben Bateman.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. We have an exciting top 10 show for you today.
0: So we haven't done one of these in a while, probably because we did all the five main colors and artifacts and we've done most of the permanents. There's a few we're leaving on, but we're now going to start our series of two color pairs.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a couple left. Uh, enchantments being the one you just mentioned, uh, right? And yep. uh, and and definitely some 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 directions to go. But yeah, the two color pairs. We're we gonna we, do tribal cards. Maybe there's a lot of top ten space that we. If can we do tribal them.
0: cards, I feel like we should also do like the automaton or like yeah, the yeah, the yeah, cards yeah. that Metallic work Mimic. with all tribes. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, we'll right, figure right. okay. We'll figure that one out later. Today uh, we're doing. Top ten Azorius cards. Yeah, so there's a for couple those who, things yeah. that
1: are going on. Uh, we're going to cover a little bit of news right now uh, that that uh, inspired this. There's a big issue in the Magic community this week that we want to talk about. We'll get to that in a second. There's the fact that Jeskai decks are blowing up everywhere, all over the place. Exciting times right now to yeah, be Blue a Jeskite Blue white
0: has been really good since uh, maybe the last year. And there's a, I think there's a, for me there's a very specific reason why that's true that we'll get into a little bit later in the podcast because it might be close to my top. It's definitely my top five. Um, but for those who don't know, Azorius is blue-white. Yes. So, uh, we will be discussing the top 10 blue-white cards, Um, and if people haven't listened to our top 10s before, the way it works is we, me and Ben, have each separately created our top 10 lists. We're going to, uh, for all intents and purposes, battle them, counting down, and, and then explaining why we think each card should be there, and then, uh, hopefully we, you know, normally we towards the end we get kind of close, so it ends up being about a top fifteen really. Uh, and then we also do a top five honorable mentions, and when we do the top five honorable mentions, that ends up being more of a battle that you get to actually vote on Twitter for. Um, so there's there's we each have one, and they battle them, and then you get to pick which one, and the winner gets to get a dinner. So far, I am undefeated. Well, <sighs> but Ben has also not bought me a dinner yet, so <laughs> I do not acknowledge the wins. Um,
1: so there's like a a handful of things that go into the reason that we think the Dizorius is great, and right now especially, so Alex mentioned, we'll get there. Uh, one of the other things that has happened is that both blue-white control... And Jeskai Control have been dominant and modern over the course of the last six months to a year. Um, We've seen a recent trend of Geist of St. Traft decks uh, that have popped back up. Uh, That's been a cool thing to see. We've definitely seen some of the newer blue-white cards that have popped up that have been good showing up in these decks. And we've seen multiple different versions. This last weekend saw PPTQ with uh, a Kiki-Jiki combo deck with uh, Splinter Twin and Pestermite showing up as a Jeskai build. That was cool to see. Uh two copies in the top sixteen. There was a blue white control deck, I believe, in the top thirty-two. And we continue to see more and more and more of that. So that is what's going on there, and that's why we're gonna talk about this. The other thing that I mentioned is there is a major controversial topic. Yeah, so for
0: for people that don't know, uh and I would be surprised if you don't, and we're not gonna get too deep into it, but uh this last during the Thanksgiving break, uh a high-profile cosplayer in the Magic community that has been profiled a wizard. She's the one that was playing Avicen through all of Shadows Over Innistrad Block uh, due to the harassment that, in general, women are...
1: Subject to? Subject
0: to just by being content creators on the internet. Uh, and then on top of that, a specific uh, high-profile Magic YouTuber laid into extra harassment into her for the last year, uh, MTG headquarters and his... 150,000 followers um, and she left the community and you know, I have my post that I posted on Twitter that I, I will probably read cause it kind of succinctly gets what I, I, my problems with the situation is. And it, you know, this is a community that's meant to be welcoming and, and, Anyone in it that makes people feel unwelcome or unwanted is something that should be condemned. And the the extent to that what this happens and the regularity that it happens is not okay.
1: Yeah, it's not really. This is not like a witch hunt. We're not here to uh, stand on a soapbox and say that there's a there's a right and a wrong, and there's a single person who's right and a single person that's wrong. That's not really what this is. It's really more about the toxicity that gets shared so much from these sort of like faceless accounts on the internet from mostly men towards women in a really misogynistic way, I would say, is, is the, the heart of it. But it's more than that. It's just general people harassing people. And it doubles down when one person gets criticized and then the criticism from that person's fans get thrown back to the other person. And it creates this web of negativity. And, and what ends up happening is... You can look back and say, well, this is where it all started. And, and we should be very clear, by the way. You mentioned there was harassment. This is not the sort of thing where if you look this up, you're going to find a screenshot of a single tweet, and that's what this is all about. It's systematic. It's like a bunch of different things that have built on top of each other. You know, and, then-
0: and and the professor uh, at Tulare and Community College did a really good video of kind of laying out an entire timeline and with tons of screenshots and video footage. And it's a little it's, – it's, it's, you know – warnings it is, is it is rough the subject matter is rough so so you know definitely recommend if you want to know more about it there but when it comes down to it is these people are using classic bully tactics that are hurting people and they're doing it in the way the boys it, it 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 feels like stereotypes of the kid shoving a kid in the locker and then the teacher rounds the corner and they're like straighten his shirt out and it's like oh we were just having a good time it's just a joke yeah but that little kid's going home and crying every night because this guy's you know, a bully and picking on people and right. it's not okay. And, you know, if you are finding yourself in a situation where you're you're doing that kind of stuff, stop. Yep, straight you know, the, up. The point of the Magic community is it's a home for everybody. You know, everyone here has been bullied in some way. This is a nerd community. That's kind of the point. Don't turn what, you know, you probably suffered by in high school and turn it on to other people. Absolutely. Um, so So, back to... blue white cards (laughs) yeah i mean the
1: Uh, last point on that just before we move on is if if you want to go find anything out about this there's lots and lots and lots and lots of information out there don't get sucked into the narrative it's not worth it it gives attention to somebody who doesn't deserve it uh just remember be respectful be respectful of people support women support people support people that are are being uh persecuted it's it's a good time right now to stand up for those that don't have the strength to stand up entirely on their own and uh right it's always, it always is, but it's a good opportunity to show who you stand up for, because it's a, this is the moment. like you're, you're being given an opportunity. We're all being given that opportunity right now. Um, anyway, Azorius cards. That's what we're here to talk about, really. Yeah,
0: um, so blue-white's probably my favorite two-color combination.
1: That's crazy, considering how bad the cards on
0: this top ten are. Well, it's the A, the top five <laughs> cards here, are all really good. Uh, and I would say even my top seven. I love my top seven. Um, I don't love my top ten. <laughs> I've got two words for you, Alex. Aven, Mimeomancer. Manser. Uh, that's a white card
1: that prevents people from searching the to- other than the top. Yeah, I don't know why that's not a blue <laughs> white card. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh,
0: we'll get to that later. Um, all right. So, do you want to just get started? Yeah. On number tens.
1: Oh man, my number ten. My Holy number ten. Moly. My
0: number ten is sweet.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about the fact that when I say bad, I do not mean not sweet. I mean my whole top ten is sweet.
0: I don't know if that's true, but uh, all right. So number ten. Uh, do you want to go first to me? Oh, I'll go first. All right. Steel of the freaking Godhead. Oh. Yeah, this is a real deal card.
1: This is not a bad card at all. Uh, This is originally printed in Shadowmoor. It's hybrid blue, white, and two for an enchantment aura. You guys probably know what it does already because I've talked about it a lot. Uh, Enchant creature. As long as the enchanted creature is white, it gets plus one, plus one, and has lifelink. As long as the enchanted creature is blue, it gets plus 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 one, plus one, and is unblockable. Classically, this is a sweet 3 man enchantment that would be most notably put on a Geist of St. Draft, and then the Geist would be attacking as a 4-4 unblockable lifelink. Uh, really good. Especially because it's on a hexproof creature. Uh,
0: you may have incepted me, and we're going to get into Steel of God in a second because I have it higher than me, and I think it's through Inception. <laughs> That's so sweet. Uh, my number 10 is Swans of Bryn Argol. I don't know if swans. I even said that wow. Way. Steel yeah. of the
1: God is $2. Holy. So, holy.
0: Uh, swans of Bryn Argol is a two mana uh, blue white, blue white hybrid creature, bird spirit, flying. If a source would deal damage to Swans of Bryn Argol, prevent that damage. The source's controller draws cards equal to the damage prevented this way for three. So this was a. Standard powerhouse, and but it does something very unique and specifically goes infinite with cards like uh, Assault. No. Um, nope. Seismic Assault. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, and other you know, da- direct damage spells that you control, so you use it to draw cards and then draw in the more damage spells. So it's classically used in decks like that that let it kind of go off. And on top of that, it's a 4-3 flyer, so it's really hard to kind of deal with because it prevents all damage, even though your opponent might draw some cards. Um, it's seen some play in Modern. The one theme of this is that the two color combinations are going to just in general be a lot more shallow. Right. Uh, It's not like there's 900 blue cards that we had to go through. There was like one page on decked the app that we use. So I think 117 blue white cards. Yeah. And I I, I think there is one card that didn't make it onto my list that like maybe has seen real play. And that's judges familiar. And I don't even know if it has. I didn't include it. I don't think it deserves to be here. So this is
1: actually higher for me on my list. Okay. Uh, swans. I, and I'll, I'll talk about Swans when, almost, when I get to Swans.
0: It, it's like it was on the edge because it hasn't seen a ton of play. It's seen some play randomly, but right. it also was always going to be a card that was either going to be in my, my number 10 spot or in my like, five honorable mentions. And I decided to put it in the 10. I think it deserves it.
1: It's like a sweet, I mean, I think that swans is the definition of a sweet card, but I'll talk about swans more when I get there. I, before we move on from Steel of the Godhead, because I'm not prepared to move on from that card just yet. Well, I have it on my number eight. Oh, so we'll talk about it a little I, more. I
0: mean, the, the number, okay. right, later, higher up on here. Okay, fine. N- number we'll, nine?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll get to my next card then. We'll, we'll save that one. Okay. Uh, my number nine is going to be Dragonlord Ojitai.
0: Mine too! Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Look at that. Uh,
1: g- yes, guys, you're picking up on the fact that this is, <laughs> this is not exactly the deepest. The, this card is pretty much seen, like, maybe a couple years ago in Splinter Twin sideboards when Splinter Twin was still legal and people would play,
0: like, no, Jeskai I've seen, Twin. I've seen Ojutai in blue-white sideboards r- randomly as just one of the things to consider for your control. Like, there's, like, five good control finishers that are all probably a B, and he's one of them. And it's I mean, like whatever one you feel like is good against the deck you're bad against. But it's like, a really good card. Like yeah. it's
1: it's well designed. It's powerful. I like this card a lot. Like I think it's I think it's like one of my. It's like one of my favorite cards. That how do I like put this into words? It's like, it's one of those cards that I feel like it's not that good, but it's good enough. It's not that mm-hmm. expensive, but it's dominated it's, standard. But it's it's expensive enough. Mm-hmm. It. Never has made that much of an impact in any format aside from standard, really. But it's a good enough card that like, when someone plays it against you, you're always like, yeah, that card's really good.
0: And people people always will make and try and make dragon decks work, and he's one of the key cards for that deck. Especially because it's the best dragon tribal card from that set was the blue counterspell. Yeah, right. And so having a dragon in your hand like Ojatai is really good with that card because it's just a straight-up counterspell if you have this. So for there's sure. some power there inherently, and I think this card is just always going to be important for that deck archetype, and eventually that could go somewhere. Enough dragons or enough dragon tribal cards happen. Jeskai dragons could be a thing. It's also a cool design
1: because the idea that he has hexproof when he's untapped, that when he attacks he loses hexproof, but otherwise he's a blue-white dragon, so he's like He just like chills back in the cut. You can't find him.
0: That was actually in in Super Party Battle early versions when it was like way more like magic. That was one of the mechanics we had because there was a lot of underwater pirate people. Oh, really? And it was like sharks would be underwater, so you can't get them until they attack you.
1: Underwater in Super Party Battle?
0: Yeah, originally it was like a fantasy world, not in college. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's fun. I didn't know that.
0: Um, All right, number eight.
1: Number eight for me is going to be... Swans of Bernargo. Oh,
0: sweet. You, <laughs> can, you had some stuff to say there.
1: Here's my swan story. Um, all right, so back in the day, like, when this card was in standard, when this mm-hmm. card was originally printed, which, like, I want to guess, it's lower in block, it's following time spiral block. That means that's, like, 2007, 2008, probably. 2008 mm-hmm. sounds about right, about 10 years ago. Um, I played a lot of Magic around that time, and I loved swans. It was a card in standard that was, like, a thing people liked. When I moved to Los Angeles, I remember it was about a year before I moved to LA. I was like consolidating my magic collection and I was like, Yeah, you know what? Swans is just like a sweet magic card. But back then I didn't really understand the the concept of magic finance. Like it it didn't occur to me yet the way that trends worked, like when things would be expensive, when they wouldn't. And I I, I traded Good cards actual, I don't even remember what they were But I know they weren't standard I traded real magic cards like That had been valuable uh, And I traded them for foil swans <laughs> Right before swans rotated out of standard For some reason I don't even really know why I just thought swans was super cool And I wanted to have a play set of foil swans So I traded for a play set of foil swans Thinking like I'll be stoked to have these one day And then a year later When I was in LA And I was going through my magic cards And I like, came across my set of foil swans I was like Oh yeah I got these they were worth nothing. <laughs> they were worth like a buck or two each. I had taken like a solid thousand percent loss on this trade, uh, just fully unaware of like, that was how things worked because like, there was just no precedent for swans to be worth any money. Mono didn't even exist yet. They literally were living in some weird world of extended where like no one was playing swans and extended. And I had a play out of foil swans and I don't even have them anymore. That's how sad things are. I don't even remember like what I did to get rid of them, but that was a thing. So that's my Swan story. Card sick. Always loved it. Always thought it was really cool. Costs four. It's too expensive for modern to actually be a thing. Like you can't play it. If it was a three-two, that did the exact same thing for three mana. It might be a little bit more playable. Okay. But I could. I mean, I guess I could still see this in in like a deck where you like play it and you like gut shot it and draw a card off gut shot or something. Maybe. <laughs>
0: No, but. no, no. I mean, like, there it goes infinite with, I, with I Seismic, know. Assault. seismic assault. So, like, that's, that's that's the best thing to do with it. It just, and now that Lomit and seismic, I don't know, I, I think that's probably the best thing to do. It just hasn't happened yet. There needs to be like another piece to that deck that exists. That makes the problem with swans is always that it's blue white, and like that deck really wants to be junt. Yep. And so, like, figuring out how to make that Naya needs to, like a good reason to exist, and yep. it hasn't happened yet. Um, number eight. That was your number eight, right? That was my number my eight. My number eight was Steel of the Godhead. Oh, yeah, that card. Uh, I put it a little higher because <laughs> recently I saw 5 modern competitive Modern League on Moto, and it was in that deck. It was a Spirit, a Bant Spirits list that was playing it. That card is sick. Yeah. Steel, got so, it. Also,
1: let's, can we talk about how sick And, and you <laughs> keep talking
0: about it, so I assumed it was doing something. <laughs>
1: the art is so good it's like it it is
0: really good art i bet that foil is really pretty
1: yeah well it's also one of those it's also one of those cards
0: playing one in this deck
1: (laughs) but it's in the main deck (laughs) it's also one of those cards where you look at it and you're like that is everything that the card like that the character design from that block was about (laughs) he's like he's like some weird like he's a kithkin he's a kithkin yeah yeah
0: Were there any blue white kithkins i didn't see a single one looking up blue white cards I thought the uh, Kithkins were like
1: no, they there's no there's they're a are mono white tribe. Yeah. So here's what a piece is this of, enchantment doing? <laughs> here, here's a tr- here's a piece of trivia for you. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the Kithkin Lord? Gaddictig? <laughs> no, no, there's a there's a white white Kithkin Lord. It's oh, like a t- it's all a,
0: Kithkin get plus
1: one yeah, plus yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the. You I don't, have no idea. You don't remember? This but is a, this is a, <laughs> I think we should move on from stuff This is a that. this is a deep cut. This is it's called Wizened Sen.
0: That guy right there. Look at that. Yep. I'm, I'm neither glad nor, nor, nor sad that the, I know that information the, the one thing I will say about Wise and
1: Sen, just before we move on from this, just because I thought about this the other day, I had a whole conversation on Anchor about two-man of lords, and the fact okay. that Merfolk having, obviously, eight copies is one of the things that makes it so good. And mm-hmm. the question somebody was asking was about tribal. Like, how many other tribes have that, and should they get those types of lords? The two-twos
0: for two? I mean, but Merfolk was a deck in Legacy... Before the second yeah, yeah, yeah. for two man Lord. so, of lords, because yeah, because, because of, the tribe has been printed so often and all the cards are good, <laughs> kind of. But if we had twenty five years of of Kithkin being printed, I'm assuming there'd be better Kithkin lords. Also, that one doesn't give anything but plus one, plus one, right? It,
1: it's still an interesting statement on their part when they designed Kithkin, mm-hmm. and this was a long time ago. This is ten years ago that they were like, we feel that this tribe is the right design. And not wide enough, because we've never printed Kitkin before, that we can, we can print a 2-2-for-2 two, two two currently. Like, that's a thing we can do. Because yeah. aside from merfolk, that's not really something they do. They... Illusions?
0: Yeah, true. No, normally when they're trying to push a new tribe that like kind of could be cool, but doesn't have enough support in the long run to make it dangerous to make it that powerful, they'll do that to kind of force it into the... They'll give you the 2-2-for-2. The... Two, two two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. And you know, I mean, they're hobbits. That's what kithkin are. That's yep. like what they're trying to do there. Uh, all right, number <laughs> number seven. Moving on. What's your number seven?
1: Uh, I'm up with my number seven. It's going to be um, a card called Frog Captain. Oh, Drog Skull Captain.
0: Okay. Um, I knew this would be on your list. Auto correct. Uh- <laughs> I wonder what my higher card you don't have. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I
1: missed one real, real reasonable card. This is not on your list. I love it. No. Drug Skull Captain should be on your list. It's worth 74 cents. Um, <laughs> this card is a uh, Spirit Soldier. Steal the
0: Godhead is worth $2. <laughs> yeah.
1: A, I was shocked about that. This is Spirit Soldier, blue, white, one creature, flying, other spirit creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have hex He's a 2-2. I've been championing this card for literally years. This card's been out for five years, and since it was in Standard, I've wanted to see this card in Modern. I think modern was announced shortly, shortly, like right around the time this card was printed. Um, This has actually seen some play. Like, people have made spirits work. Um, Modern
0: started right around Innistrad. Innistrad. So, this came out after modern. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like right around that same time. Yeah. Within a few months. Um, This card sees play in spirits decks. People have made, like, Bant spirits is a thing, Uh, blue white spirits is a thing. Obviously, them pushing spirits a little harder recently with like Mausoleum Wanderer, and there's another good spirit that's on this list that we'll talk about later, um, makes this card better. This classically, this card is most famous for its standard impact back when John Finkel played it in that old Delver deck. Is Light. it not
0: most famous for Ben Bateman talking about it and how sweet it is? <laughs> this card is sick. Right. Um, <laughs> I probably should have put on my list. I did it mostly to spite you. Yeah. I don't know why I put Steel at Godhead then. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this card also works well with Steel of the Godhead, to be completely fair,
1: because it gives other, your other creatures of sure. the same color uh, hexproof, which means that enchanting them with Steel of the Godhead is much better.
0: Have you tried doing that in a deck before? Is that something you've <laughs> tried?
1: <laughs> I think I have. Um, the, the, okay. Again, classically, the card here that comboed with this that was so good and standard, which is like still a thing people do in modern, is Phantasmal Image, because as soon as you have two copies of Drogskull Captain, they give each other hexproof. Sure. And also, then,
0: Lingering Souls is really good with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I was going to say the the, um, the drawback of Phantasmal Image is negated if you have, what's it called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, anyway, I love this card. I've always wanted this card to be better. It's not. I have, like, 13 copies of it. I just found them the other day. Uh, okay. It's still only worth 74 cents. <laughs> I, I went heavy it's on It's only foils. going up
0: until they reprint it in a set where Spirits is a draftable archetype in modern master or something
1: i'm so glad i didn't comment go, he- go heavy on foils in this card pay like two bucks a foil just they're still worth nothing
0: i wonder how much the foils might be worth more than that yeah
1: i have 44 gloom surgeons so that
0: was a bad buy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right my number seven is meddling mage mm. uh one of the first invitational cards uh coola yeah uh blue white uh when this enters the battlefield name a card players opponents can't play that card Classic card st- seeing a lot more play than it ever has recently in humans decks that keep top eighting SEGs. It's probably why it, I w- maybe have it been higher if those humans lists were doing that well earlier than this last week or have done well. You know, there hasn't really been modern GPS or anything else that they've topped done super well and so I don't want to put it too high yet but I think it just it's always been a decent card it's been cyborg seen play through the the entire history of the format actually literally from this point on these are all real cards so like (laughs) I would say my first three were not it was worth a lot of money at one
1: point meddling mage it used to be like a very rare card before the reprint Um, and yeah this I mean this card's like a really interesting one I've always said that I thought meddling mage deserved a little bit more attention I've actually Every creature on this deck I've tried to play with Steel of the Godhead at one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me- unsurprisingly, uh, Metal Mage specifically though is like a really interesting card. It's and they've they've made it worse. So since- we just
0: renamed the episode. Top ten reasons to play Steel of the Godhead. <laughs> Uh,
1: they've made it worse since banning Gataxine Probe. Like, definitely, meddling Mage is way better if you can
0: for free see their hand and draw a card. Which is why, like, it's seeing a lot of play in humans because you have the the eight different ways to look at their hand. In the deck freebooter, yeah.
1: yeah, for sure, and and like. Yeah, it's it's not the best. Obviously, a two two for two. It's it's very easy to play around. It's it's kind of dead later in the game. It's just a bear. It doesn't do anything. But the the fact that it's a human, the fact that it's blue and white, the fact that you have now another human to see their hand with. I've tried playing this in uh, Esper decks where you play Hand Disruption on turn one and then you play this on turn two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those magical Christmas Land things that always seems like it's going to be better than it is. Right. It's it's kind of whatever.
0: Yeah. No, but I mean, it's seen play now. It's a really good card. Seeing play forever. Probably seeing play forever unless they print something better than it, which I would be surprised of. Uh, What's your number six?
1: My number six is a little card that I like to call Reflector Mage. Um, Reflector Mage is one of those cards that we talk about where it's like, oh, yeah, this was banned in standard. Turns out it's actually really good. Uh, This sees lots of play. This sees play in the Humans deck. This sees play in Bant Nightfall. This sees play in Steel of the Godhead decks. (laughs) This sees lots of play. Uh, Recently, it's seen a lot more play. It's just one of the most frustrating cards to play against ever printed. It's a 2-3 for 3, which as we mentioned the other day, um, or I think we mentioned the other day, or maybe I mentioned the other day, uh, it used to feel like 3-toughness was a thing in Modern that you had to really pay attention to because of Lightning Bolt. But since Bolt's a little less prominent than it used to be, it, in some ways, these days actually feels like two toughness is more relevant. Um, like, does it, it does it die to half of Kolagon's command? Does it die to collective brutality?
0: Yeah, but getting it down to that two mark, there's just a lot. Like, everything kills it versus if it's at three or better, it, it like dodges half the good removal. That's like, it, what I mean? It, yeah. yeah. Specifically, yeah, I guess, uh, Collective Brutality and, and, and Coligan's Command. Those are just and, and, such and
1: prominent cards. And random now.
0: decks are playing because of Delirium. They want to play something like, uh, a, a Tarfire or they're just like random yeah. other shocks out there that just like this is better against.
1: For sure. Pyroclasm. Uh, right. Like, there, I mean, it's not, in no way is three toughness significant in the way that, um, Also block used to be like it's not that definitive like that used to define modern sure these days for me it's like I I notice if something is a good card that has three toughness versus a good card that has two or less like
0: Uh, also a two three is really good in the format as from a defensive perspective because it it blocks Snapcaster Mage it blocks Bob it block there's like a bunch of two twos and two ones in the format like the format is filled with those and having a two three that just sits there and make is a roadblock for those is just going to be better than being a two two. Because yeah. 2-2's two, trade.
1: And this card is...
0: well. And also, is just good? I have mine. It, it's in my list. It's just higher. This card... It's, car- like, it's it, like, way higher.
1: <laughs> Reflector Mage? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this card's also, like... It's one of those weird ones because the fact... So it bounces a creature and then they can't cast till the next turn. So it creates tempo and, and like, half a card with the bounce. And, and the fact that it bounces the card and they have to wait to play it an extra turn almost feels like it's, like, 2-3 three, for 3 that draws a card. Like... I would. I think that those two effects combined. Think, probably I think account a, for a, a, a card. two
0: three that enters the battle like return a creature to a hand is a card. People play that card, and a, a nobody a, plays
1: unsummon in modern. But like well, they
0: play, they play a vapor snag, vapor snag, and that's like yes, one life. But I say a two three is like yeah. A, Man of war was a card, a tournament defining card twenty years ago. Yeah. Yes, it's twenty true. years ago, but also that's an era Where like necropotence was legal, <laughs> so like this. This being that, but better, seems like a total bull. Total, and I'll, I'll get a little bit more into like why it's so de- like why it's powerful. But uh, great. My number six is Sphinx's Revelation. You put Sphinx's Rev on the list? Yeah, it sees play. All these new blue-white lists normally play one of's, and it's seen one of play in a ton of blue-white control lists since it's existed. Sick. I'm gonna argue this in my uh, honorable mentions and crush one of yours then.
1: Easy. Easy <laughs> money.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Sixers Revelation is, is probably the best X draw spell in the format. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's even an argument. Um, it was obviously the defining thing in Standard. Uh, controlled X have played it forever. People don't know it's, it's blue... Blue, white, X, draw cards equal to X and gain life equal to X. Yeah. Um, and it's an instant, and it's just, it's kind of like, there's always been like maybe four different card draw spells that blue-white would play main deck, and depending on how they wanted to go about it, this is always one of the main ones that are in consideration, especially if you're going for like the more cl- hardcore blue-white control lists that are really trying to go late game versus, yeah. versus like a just-guy tempo deck where you won't see as much play. But it, this has definitely been, you know, a staple of the blue-white, Standard control deck so, and we'll see that as we move forward a little bit on it, but this is definitely... Okay, so this is the one that Drogskull Captain replaced on our list. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I... Th- this is yeah. I think this is, like a le- this is like a legit card.
1: Yeah, it is. It's just like one of those cards that people have tried to make work and have tried to have a breakthrough for so long, and it always ends up being like a 1 or a 2, but it's always like when people play against them, I was like, oh, yeah... That's a card, but, like...
0: I don't think I get past one or two ofs until I get to number four on my list. And even my number three is, like, a two of in most decks. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I just think Sphinx's Rev is, like, not very good in modern. Have like you I, cast it
0: before? Yeah. Because it's sweet. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's, you, you're, people usually draw two, gain two. Or, like, draw three, gain three. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but it costs five or six to do that. But it's at instant speed, and you you could have
0: not cryptic commanded them that turn.
1: In modern, like, six mana. Like, I just don't think about modern that way. I know games go there, and I know that, like, if that's how you build your deck, it's just, I don't think.
0: This is is Ben's tempo bias, where he actually, like, says he likes playing sweet things, but he only (laughs) wants to play two drops flash creatures and removal spells. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) If it costs more than
1: two, it's like, I get it. He either wants to
0: do something that just, like, isn't good or is like delver <laughs> i get like real <laughs> uncomfortable if it costs like more than two <laughs> um all right so number number five
1: number five for me is meddling mage okay yeah chris yeah we talked about it plane Sweet. shift Sweet. i opened one of these in plane shift when it was like actually first printed it's a good card uh it is it's a good card
0: we talked about it a lot already yeah it's and, like it's like slightly worse reflector mage
1: <laughs> yeah it is it's probably too high for me though yeah, yeah. I talked plenty about this already. I like Meddling Mage.
0: <laughs> uh, Alright, my number four... No, we're at number five. My number five is Detention Sphere.
1: Yep, that's uh, number four for me.
0: Okay, uh, yeah. So Detention Sphere is the best O-Ring in the format. Uh, it is... No
1: one plays this card. It like, used to see play no, sometimes.
0: No, it's it's, it's, a, it's once again, because blue-white control decks are back. Like yeah. All the blue-white control decks play at least one somewhere in their 75, because it's like... It's the same reason that every Juntek plays around one Maelstrom Pulse, just right. because having Maelstrom Pulse in your deck means that you'll be able to answer some weird thing someone plays, like a 5-mana Gideon, or Dragonlord, or, you know, like, there's just, like, random stuff out there that being able to kill, and this gets all the, you know, they're literally the same card, but one's blue-white and one's green-black.
1: <laughs> so this was your number five?
0: This was my number five.
1: So then I know your top four. Um, uh... Maybe. Maybe. I, I got
0: a I got an oddball in here. You
1: definitely don't. There's no, <laughs> there's no way that your top four is any different. What's your number four? My number four is Detention Sphere. Okay. I just said that. You don't listen
0: when I talk. What's your thoughts <laughs> on Detention Sphere?
1: Uh, it's fine. I like am shocked with like how bad I think this list of cards is. I like can't believe it. I, I if you had said to me uh, Azorius cards top ten, like I'd be like, oh yeah, there's definitely ten like very playable Azorius cards. It,
0: it's the it's the combination of Azorius cards, and like four of these are. And I would say like,
1: I have like Drog, Skull Captain, and Steel of the Godhead, and Swans in my in my top ten. And we're well, yeah, but like
0: two color pairs are white. all of them are going to be this way. We're just starting with blue white because that's the way the th- world know. goes. You're right.
1: I feel like is it. I feel like is it's going to be pretty good. Maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not thinking about it. Uh, so yeah. So so my number four Golgari is going to be sweet. I'll bet uh, uh, reflector mage. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, how that so I mean like the, the main thing this does is with Collected Company, Reflective Mage is just an insane card. And like yeah. you just the being able to instant speed put a Reflector Mage into play, bounce their thing, get tempo off of it, make it so on their next turn they can't even do the thing they did. And normally if you get any four mana creature spell, just they're just done because that's like their end game. So like how do right. you beat that? <laughs> yep. Um, so like yeah, just Reflector Mage is really sick. It's better than meddling mage. To be totally honest, it's very similar, but like it just is a much more versatile card. And Man of War has always been really good, so this is just a really good version of it. Uh, I don't know
1: that I would say strictly better. It's it cost, not strictly better. Cost, Did I say
0: strictly better? You just, it's just
1: you said better. It costs three. Yeah. I mean, that's an issue. Things that cost three in modern. Yeah, but, but things, that's
0: better with Collected Company than a two-drop.
1: Yeah, but also like... The, and they're both humans? To be totally fair... I think they're both seeing playing in that, the humans deck. Yes, they are. Significant, like three and four. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh Things that cost three in modern that do something when they enter are playable. Things that cost three in modern that don't do anything when they enter are way less playable. And and, and like not the
0: difference between reflector mage and Monastery uh, mentor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean that's a problem. That the three mana thing. If you play, like, it's so funny the difference between actually playing a three drop that doesn't do anything in modern, even though it's surrounded by good cards. Like looking at it in your hand and then. Like the concept of doing it and then the reality of doing it in modern is so different. Well,
0: and part, part of the issue, and, and this is what you know, we talked about this last week with collect uh, talk when when talking about collected company is collected company flashing in two two twos is fine, but not you're not getting a value over it other than you're getting them for at, at flash and it's random. And, and and only like decks like superior burning cocoa, where really technically you're getting like a five drop that they've like under costed but put weird restrictions on, like, yeah, me, uh, uh, sick. <laughs> uh, Mere superior, but when you're getting three drops, that means you're literally cheating man off of two of your spells. And so Reflector mm-hmm. Mage like, is so much more hyper-powered by... Collected Company being in the deck. And it's, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, the, you know, cards banned in standard and what that means for relevance in modern. It's and good this is one to. of them. Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely an important card. And I think it'll just see play forever. Like, I, I don't, I don't Reflective see reflect- much. Unless they print something better or the format moves so away from Collected Company and creatures. Like, that seems unlikely, though. Took a minute. Took a minute for people to catch on. But that's true of. A, a lot, lot of cards yeah, yeah. always Like, always like everyone's is. like Oh standard didn't affect modern The standard set's not gonna do it But then like five years later I like look through every set I'm like oh there's like Twelve cards from this block Yeah right Like um, look, how much of this set Is from Return to Ravnica <laughs> Or standard in the last year And a half Or last um,
1: two years Totally yeah. Completely um, My number three Yep Supreme Verdict Me too Yep, I knew where this is good. It'll be interesting to see the 1-2, though. I'm, I'm, I think I know, but I'll be very curious to see. Um, my uh, guess is
0: our top three is exactly the same. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, so, do you want to just talk about... Yeah, so we'll... Verdict? Yeah, Verdict.
1: Uh, another card, I guess, it's so interesting how color combination and the prominence of a color combination can determine, like, do you think a card is good and playable and modern? Because, like, this card has gone in and out of being played ever by anyone, but, like, obviously it's played more when... when the, it's
0: one of the... Five best board wipes in the format. Of those five, it's the only one that is like a lock against decks that are playing creatures in blue mana. Uh, it is. You know, is regenerate relevant in the format? No. Then play Supreme Verdict eh, versus Wrath of God, and that's kind of the main decision. Unless you're playing red and you want to play like the difference with red is you get to play like Pyroclasm or that new those one. like the the what's the what's the, the one cycle that, one that you do three damage to each creature or Anger cycle of the Gods the sons or whatever. I, or, I don't know.
1: Well, it's it's the three mana. It's it's the three.
0: It's red red one. It's Anger of the Gods, but instead of Exong, you can cycle it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That, and, and play that on Scapeshift. Yeah, and then you, in Anger of the Gods, has seen play forever. There's like the, the three mana red do three damage to every creature, and the two mana red do two damage to every creature category. And then there's the four mana destroy all creatures category. And I would say those are like the three board wipe categories yeah. in modern. And Supreme Verdict is comparable, if not better, than probably Wrath of God and worse than Damnation purely based on color availability and what, like, because it's sharing a space in white right. with Wrath of God. It, I would say Supreme Verdict is worse than Damnation purely from the fact that. Damnation is the only card in Junt that they can play that says destroy all creatures. That's good. So we, like <laughs> we did a
1: we had a whole conversation back when we did the incomplete cycles, right? About the can't be countered cycle. Right. Cause isn't green white the one that's missing a. Uh...
0: I believe green-white because a red black has uh the extrapate effect. Right. Uh blue white has this. Uh green
1: I'm trying to... It's, it's White
0: has... No, green-white has the 4-4 four, for four, 3 that you can also get oh, discarded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That card's sweet. Um, I'm forgetting all of their names. But uh, yeah, okay, green. so
1: so Abrupt Decay. Is, yeah, Abrupt yeah, Decay yeah. is the We've we got Abrupt Decay. You've got oh, Counterflux, Locks it on Smiter, Slaughter Games, and Supreme Verdict.
0: Yeah, that's that's, the, that's Return to Ravnica.
1: No, 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 because one of those is Black-Green. Blue-Red, black, White-Green, no, Black-Red, White-Blue.
0: Those are the, the tribes in Return to Ravnica. There's a... Oh, 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 oh. It's Golgari, Selesnia, Is it... Uh, Rakdos and Azorius were so the they five in return. So, th- so they the didn't do it for the other ones? No, they, the, it was one, a cycle only in return, Raptica. The, the other one had the X spell cycle. That's why I got it. Um, gotcha. Um, all right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they all had an X spell, but one One tribe didn't get an X spell. I think it's green white. They got an X spell. I can't think of what it's called. Something no, like they one. didn't. Really? Yeah, not a rare one. Hmm. Okay. We can talk about that later. <laughs> All right. So you're number two. Uh, my number two. Is it My boy. Uh, no. Really? We have different one and two.
1: That's why. That's why I said I. Think. Oh, my yeah. number two is is. I went spellqueller. Oh. I went spellqueller. So
0: my number two is Geist of St. I Traft. know it is. And is your number one Geist of St. Absolutely. Is. And is my number one spellqueller.
1: You're you're just going so heavy on the recency bias right now. Uh, I'm going on. You've lost. On, your you've lost I'm also your roots. trying to, to to lower my <laughs> own bias
0: of. Geist of Saint trap should be number 1 but How like why did you put Geist at 2 cuz it's a two of versus Spellcaller which is a four of Currently Spellcaller for like a little
1: while has been like a big card but like that's recent Yeah but I think
0: that's like a forever thing
1: Maybe like, I don't know Geist has been in and out of being a sweet card modern forever
0: Yeah but it's never been like it it randomly will be a four of but those decks aren't like winning pro tours I love Geist don't get me wrong but like you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> <laughs> I also like didn't want to just be like I'm putting Geist number 1 piece. I guess I should have just done you that. You should have just done that. Yeah, life life choices. This I try not being that time. guy.
1: This is like you putting Darksteel Citadel at number 4 in the Artifacts episode.
0: Uh, I guarantee if we look back at the Artifacts episode, Darksteel <laughs> Citadel is seeing more play than any card you had above it. Spellskite? Spellskite? Spellskite. Yeah. Spell skate. Uh, Dark Citadel is currently seeing way more play than Spellskite.
1: Yeah, it only took you two years to catch up to that I, that's one. That's all I said was at this point, <laughs> Dark Steel
0: Citadel is seeing way more play than all of the artifacts you put above it uh, from my position. I, you put
1: Spellskite at number nine; it was like dominant for years. I'm not saying I didn't
0: put Spellskite in the wrong place. I'm saying that Dark Steel Citadel is great. Now back to Geist of Saint Traff for Spellskite. More is not that embarrassingly, close. they're, like, you they're put really close. Geist of Saint Traff behind. It's Spell not Clawed. embarrassing. I think Spellcaller is a better card than Geist of Saint Traft. I'm not saying I like it more. I'm saying it is a better card. Unbelievable. I, it, almost 90% of the time, I want to spell Chlor in my hand than a Geist of St. Burn Trout. your
1: Geists, guys. <laughs> Take your sign, Geist, that we sent you, and burn them, because you have been disgraced right alongside myself.
0: No, favorites are not the best. Your favorite cards are not good. They're just your favorite. <laughs> That's just a personal opinion. <laughs> um, but no, I mean both of these cards, so Geist of St. traffic, those who don't know, uh, one blue white two two uh, hexproof. When it attacks, put a four four uh, angel with flying into play, uh, tapped and attacking, and then uh, exile it at the end of turn or end of combat. Uh, they he's a lot of damage. He's really hard to deal with. If you can get him into play and then make it so he can just attack for freebies, you are likely winning the game because you're getting in, you know, four to six damage every turn. And so like just a, it was dominant standard. It was it's been very good in every kind of blue white fashion it's you know uh, to be totally honest if you're playing dragon Lo- ojitai dragon lord over Geist, i think you're wrong <laughs> uh, and it's just just it does a lot of really powerful things and is the best and he's cool he's got this giant sword and he's got an angel friend and if you have what's the what's the sundial of the infinite you can keep the angel tokens yeah, forever
1: sick iganjo <laughs> castle uh,
0: there's a there there are now going to be two foil versions of the Angel Token you can get. There's the new one from Unglued that has the full art on the back, or mm. you can get the half demon, half one that's from the from the vaults. Not There's from the vault, from uh 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 the Hell Vault promo thing that they did ten years ago.
1: Guys have seen a lot of play um recently, especially. it's, it's popped back up. People yeah. have been playing it again. Um but, and, but I,
0: I partly think it's because of my number one. That, that's like, that's I think why I put spell higher. Is I think Geist's recent return and blue white doing so well over the last year is definitely because of spell is because of spell and
1: reflector mage in, in, a, in a small different way. But yeah, but as far as the decks we're talking about, it's funny because like they popped up and it was like the first list was like four Geist, four Geist. You're like, oh, these these team Geist decks are doing great with like three spell in the deck. And then you right. see more of them, and it's like three Geist. You see another one, it's two Geist, four spell Like
0: all of these decks are playing. Somewhere between two and four spell caller, Only the geist ones are playing geist, yes. like which is which is like geist is a deck versus spell queller, which is a generically good blue white card. Yeah, spell queller is why just, I put it
1: higher. It's just funny that like again, it took this long for people to just be like, I think probably those Jeskai flash decks should just be Jeskai flash decks that play four spell because that card's nuts.
0: A a, a a three mana two three flyer that comes in and counters a spell is real good. Real good. It's just real good. Like. Anytime you attach an effect like that to a creature, it's going to be decent. Like, people still try and make that snake work.
1: Oh, oh, oh. The blue green. The, uh, mea- no, Mystic Snake.
0: Yeah, Mystic Snake. Yeah. People still try and make that card work, and it's just strictly worse than Spell Squaller. Eric Whitehead loves that card so much.
1: It's not strictly worse because it permanently counters, and Spell Squaller doesn't.
0: Yeah, but it. Okay, it's not strictly worse, but yeah. a two two for four is significantly worse than a two three flash for three with no flying no doubt. Like wow. like ignore the counterspell half.
1: <laughs> also also the fact that um that we were talking about Seal of the Godhead and like I did a whole thing on it. So actually this is a good thing to point out. Um,
0: Both of these cards are really good with Steal of the Godhead. <laughs>
1: yeah. I take uh, all of the anchor episodes and I group them into like 10-ish, 10-ish, minutes. Okay. I put them up as podcasts so you can find them all on all of the different podcast apps now as 10 Minutes of Modern. Sure. Um, and I get behind sometimes and I have to go back. And so last night, I did 10 days worth of them. So, okay. you, so if you guys are behind and you wanted to hear any of the episodes, I actually talk a bunch about that I think Steel of the Godhead, like, I just missed it. And that card's actually just like kind of bonkers all of a sudden because I think that the fact that the Spell Queller and Reflector Mage were printed just makes that, that, that deck I was trying to build so much better. Like... I think you can build you can build like a real deck now. You, it's, it sucks because it's so three drop heavy, and like you actually wanted to be playing all the three drops. You want to be playing Geist Spellquellers and Reflector Mages, mm-hmm. but because Steel of the Godhead's a three drop, you just can't do it. You have to pick and choose, and I think probably the move is getting rid of Steel of the Godhead
0: and playing Bant and playing Coco instead, <laughs> and getting just all of the value. Imagine like Cocoing someone at the end of turn and getting Geist of Saint Traft and Reflector Mage into play. Seems dope. That's like spicy in a way that like I'm just going to build this deck today tonight when I go home. The problem is is like you're just you're like not playing spells in this deck.
1: The problem is you can't hit Steel of the Godhead off of Coco. Now if Coco could hit Steel of the Godhead. Right, um,
0: come, come Coco. The problem is that like Geist needs you to have ref- like bounce spells <laughs> and removal spells and Coco doesn't want you to have those
1: Reflector Mage bounces things for Geist. I know. That's why I,
0: that's why I started that. That's yeah. where I led <laughs> Seems quite good. Imagine Casting Coco in response to someone casting a spell, countering their spell with Spell Queller, and just getting a free Geist in play.
1: Spell Queller into Geist of Saint, or Spell Queller into Steel of the Godhead is the truth. That's like what we should be yep. doing. That's a good thing. That's a legitimately powerful is thing. It? End of turn, you counter their spell. Then on your turn, you play a thing that makes your creature now a four-five flying unblockable life link. And like, if you have one mana open to like have your because now your Stubborn Denial is, is
0: live. I, I understand why Steal the Godhead is really good with queller, But I don't know if I would use the term, that's just what we should be doing. <laughs> Here's
1: what I think. Here's what I think. I, yeah. Uh, I just mentioned it. Stubborn Denial is very good. I also, think that, uh, I also think Spellpierce is very good. I am Ho And dispel's is good. And they all cost one, which means that it, that, that whole like three and then four and then three drop the next turn with one mana open thing is just like something we should probably be thinking about doing because sure. that seems good all okay. right good deal manatide 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 i played a Manatithe. I played a one of manatide the deck the other day and it was sweet what if we just played manatide in this deck and now instead of all these one mana blue counter spells that are conditional you just have manatide as your card that seems good
0: it's a, har- <laughs> it's a, it's hard a format counter. of one drops and two drops
1: <laughs> It's a hard counter,
0: Alex. It's a, it's a format where grindy decks are only playing one drops and two drops. All right. Let me just beat How often you. does Grixis control tap out? Or how, how often does Grixis death shadow tap out?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm through with you. Let's move All right. on.
0: All right. Top. Okay. So that was the top ten. spellcore and Geistazine Draft. Tied for number one. <laughs> Sick. Uh, Supreme Birds Strong three. Everything. Yeah. So here's the point. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of gold cards. and But the gold cards that are good are real good. Yeah. And the gold cards that aren't good, it drops off quickly. But I think so, even some of these. But we're going to talk about the gold cards that are sweet. So those who don't know, every Top 10 episode, we do we mentioned this earlier in the cast, we do a battle off of the sweet blue-white cards versus the the good ones. Or the sweet cards of that ranking list versus the good ones. And ones that we wish saw more play. Yep. And we each time each other, we, we get th- a minute or 30 seconds. 30 seconds. We get 30 seconds to... to Kind of make a pitch for what the card is. We get to describe what the card is, and then we get to make a 30-second pitch for what the card does. And then we are going to post this as polls on the Facebook group and or Twitter. Uh, I'm going to do the Facebook group this time. I think that'll be more fun. And and the winner of all five rounds, best out of five, uh gets a free dinner.
1: Wow, you were right. Izzet is it as bad? Jeez. I... <laughs>
0: I'm already in the four drops, and I have six cards. That's next That's that's next time we do one of these. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. Sick. Now, you have the you have your cards listed and ranked already, right? So you can't uh, change them around. We don't rank these. It's the They're whole... not ranked, but you have your, your <laughs> list in order ahead of time, and you're not going to switch it around.
1: I don't know. Do I?
0: You better. That's how this works. Wait, I, need
1: to, um, I, I need to. Um...
0: All right. So, number one. Coming in hot. You, you go, am I going first? Uh, I don't know. Are you going to time me? I'm going to let you go first. since right. I'm currently in the lead. And
1: Number one, uh, a card very close to my heart. Ready?
0: You have to read what the card says, and then you get timed.
1: Okay. Um, so, number one, this is a card that is called sphinx's revelation blue blue white <laughs> x instant you gain x life and draw x cards this card should see more play it's the premier draw spell it also gains you life in modern uh it's a great as a one or a two of plays very well in, in the blue white control decks and the is it or the uh Jeskai decks uh this card really just should see more play and doesn't uh i think people could you know ramp into it max out on it do better things with it and yeah it's a very good card you have 10 seconds left that's cool i think i said everything i needed to say okay
0: Uh, You ready to time me? Yeah. Let me get to the card so I know what I'm talking about. All right. My number one is Failure to Comply. This is the new Aftermath card. Blue, colorless for failure. Return target spell to its owner's hand. It's an instant and then comply. Choose a card name until your next turn. Until your next turn, your opponents can't cast that spell with the chosen name. Uh, the reason this card is sweet is because it just wrecks Ancestral Visions. If you've ever casted this against one, you both get to either counter it, returning it to their hand, making them fail, or cast Comply while it's exiled, making it so they can't cast it. It also is just generically a decent card because you can discard it to collect Brutality or other effects, being able to cast it from your graveyard. and has decent matchups against combo decks like Storm if you want to stop them from doing kind of their whole storm business uh and and count their spells so it does it's a little bit of versatile it's definitely a little bit weaker but the fact that you can play from your graveyard gives it a lot of and out
1: all right my number two is going to be ojitai's command ojitai's command is a super sick card it is originally printed in cons it uh dragons it is blue white two for an instant? Choose two. to return target creature card with a convert mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. You gain four life. Counter target creature spell or draw a card. All right, let's talk about why this card's good. First of all, cards in modern that for one thing do two different things are very very good. This one has is criminally underplayed. This card interacts extremely well with Mere Superior and was one of the early adopters in my in my design of, of cards I wanted to play with that card. Um, I have said it many times, but things that reference mana cost to be able to take advantage of mana cost as opposed to other factors are Very powerful. Four life is relevant. Drawing a card is great. This card is not as good as Cryptic Command, but is I think probably the second best uh, overall of the commands. Even better than Atarkas Command. That is my opinion. I think Ugin's Command is sweet and deserves to see Uh, more play.
0: Culligan's Command. What I said, second best. Command of the of the of the dragons. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, My number two. Get into the pulling up because. All right. My number two is Mist Meadow Witch. It is a blue-white hybrid for one and and one Kithkin Wizard, one-one, two-mana blue and white XL target creature return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next end step if you have never played against this card i'm ready to start if you're timing uh, if you've never played against this card while they're untapped it's actually impossible to beat <laughs> having the ability to blink things and then save them until out of turn it saves it from board wipes it makes it impossible to remove spells not to mention you get to do all of that sweet 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 spell queller slash not spell code, reflective mage business. This card is one of the best blink cards you can have there for a control player that can play with mana untapped and is just just, just the new hotness.
1: Well, you have now you have three more seconds. You're done. Yeah. Great. Look at you. Yeah. Congratulations. Miss Meadow Witch, you just lost that one so hard against Ojitai's Command. It's not even close. I, I, don't, th- I don't think you have a chance here. I, think, I, think, you're, I, I think, think you're crushed. I think I like sweeter cards than you. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with my next one. Ready? This one is called Narset Resplendent. Just kidding. Narset Transcendent. Blue, White, 2, Planeswalker, Narset. Plus 1, look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature non-land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Minus two, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand this turn, it gains rebound. Minus nine, you get an emblem with your opponents can't cast non-creature spells, and it comes down with six loyalty. All right, here we go. Narset. This is a planeswalker that comes down on six. It pluses to seven. Just like Karn, planeswalkers that have that much loyalty are very, very hard to deal with. If you start thinking about this in in, in conjunction with uh, things that already do like two for ones, like a cryptic command, or just like generally things that are powerful and create tempo, when you minus two to get the rebound effect on this, this can be absolutely backbreaking. I think the combination of the fact that this has seven this has seven loyalty when you plus it, or even after you minus it that still sits at four loyalty for four mana, there's so many blue white tempo cards that want to play with this card that really, really deserve the power.
0: Keep going over. I'm excited. Last time was 33 seconds, too. You're picking cards with a lot of text on them. I'll give you a little bit of a slide. All right, ready? Yeah. My number three is Sovereigns of Lost Alara. Oh, yes. Blue weight, four, six mana. uh, Creature spirit, four, five. Exalted, which means whenever a creature you control attacks alone, that creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Whenever a creature you control attacks alone, you may search your library for an aura card that could enchant that creature, put it into play, attach to that creature, then shuffle your library. Uh, the be- Ray? Yeah. Sovereign's Lossal R is sick because of the fact that you can get any enchantment put into play, put it on a Geist, put it on any other one of the creatures you have, but specifically a Geist. The best thing to get is uh, the Eldrazi enchantment that gives a creature plus 10, plus 10. Conscription. Eldrazi Conscription, plus 10, plus 10, and Annihilator 1, allowing that creature to do Tons of damage. I think I've one-shot killed more people with Sovereigns of Lost Alar and Geist and an Eldrazi conscription than any other card combination in the history of me playing this uh, game. Pretty
1: all good. Right. All right, number four. Pretty good. I'll give you Sovereigns is pretty good, but you know you're still going to lose. Um, all right, ready? I haven't um, lost yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> recordcker, we've done at least 15 top tens I haven't lost.
1: <laughs> that's, that's outrageous. Um, all right, next up, uh, my next card is called Avon Mimeomancer. <laughs> blue. White. Wait, really? 1. Yeah, for a 3-1 <laughs> Flying Bird Wizard. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a Feather Counter on target creature. If you do, that creature is 3-1 and has Flying as long as it has a Feather Counter on it. What's not to say about Ev- Avan Mimeomancer? This card is sick. This card is better than Mind Sensor. Just kidding, it's not. Um, this card is so good with Mana Creatures. Think about that. You play a Mana Creature, you play this guy on turn 2. The next turn, your Mana Creature becomes a 3-1 Flyer. You attack for 6. I love this card. I, the fact that it's a 3-1 Flyer for 3 in the first place is already good. 3-1 Flyers for 3. See play in modern and they're good. This card deserves to see more play. And the fact that you play this with, like, six or seven mana creatures, you have an army, an absolute army of bird wizards that are just going to be crazy and do kind of all crazy kinds of damage. There you go. Avon, Mimeo, Manser.
0: Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four is Venser the Sojourner. Uh, he <laughs> <he's I can't>. <laughs> the <laughs> uh, Five mana Planeswalker uh he is uh plus two exile target permanent you own return it to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step minus one creatures are unblockable this turn and minus eight you get an emblem with whenever you cast a spell exile target permanent uh this is probably my favorite planeswalker (laughs) of all time uh the plus two is like very powerful there are a lot of etbs you want to kind of abuse in our top 10 there's stuff like uh reflector mage as we mentioned but then you get into stuff like there's a, a, a rhino that when enters battlefield they lose their attack step that is a soft lock against them
1: just kidding i cough keep going
0: but uh <laughs> minus two creatures are unblockable we already talked about getting geist in for the blockable damage is really good and then the minus eight is actually unbeatable i don't think i've ever lost playing it i have lost because someone has stolen him and stole my emblem with a uh a, a, a steel effect and then beat me with their exile uh, effects actual spicy <laughs> I feel like I should get five extra seconds because you ant in the middle of my turn. That's <laughs> so messed that was up. That ridiculous. You're the worst.
1: Answer <laughs> <laughs> the Sojourner. Ridiculous. Uh, all right. Last but not least, I've got a sweet card. Um, this one is called Pride of the Clouds. You're going to lose this one. There's no way you can win this one. Uh, blue, <laughs> white, 1-1 trying. flying. It's an elemental cat. Pride of the Clouds gets +1/+1 plus one, plus one for each other creature in play with flying and then it has forecast blue white 2 reveal pride of the clouds from your hand put a 1/1 one, one white and blue bird creature token with flying into play. Okay, Pride of the Clouds. Let's talk about this. First of all, there's there's a blue white skies deck that exists in modern that people just don't play. Like favorable favorable winds exists. You can just do this. You can play this deck. Um also the fact that you can play Lingering Souls in this deck and just turn it into Esper is even better. The fact that this is just a lord, he's a 1/1 one, one flying elemental cat for 2 that's just a lord for all your flying creatures. This card's Actually, good. This card is like there's a real deck there, and the fact that forecast exists means that extra copies of this can just sit in your hand, creating card advantage. Why isn't this played? This is good. This is actually a real Magic card. Uh, are crazy.
0: There is there is the blue white. Steel of the Godhead. Steal of the Godhead. God <laughs> there there is that blue white uh, budget flyers deck that's always been kind of on on, on the fringe of really good. You're talking about around. the
1: one that plays um the uh, Sky Hussar. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 The next sweet. Yeah. Totally. Uh, we probably should have talked about those cards more. Sky Hussar. Yeah, that, that deck's like a blue-white deck that is always just on the fringe of good. I think that some of those cards are definitely better than o- o- <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh All right, last but not least. Yeah. Ready? Uh, my number five is Azorius Guildmage. You sh-
1: snake. You
0: <laughs> changed it. <laughs> uh, white-blue, white-blue, Vidalcan Wizard. Uh Two white, tap target creature. Two blue, counter target activated ability. Man abilities cannot be targeted. It is a 2-2. Uh, there's a good argument that the guild mages are underplayed. F- anytime you untap with this guy, you basically have the ability to kind of lock your opponent out. You can use its second ability to get rid of fetch lands. You can tap creatures down willy-nilly, which is really good to protect yourself. Countering activated abilities in general, it just has a whole slew of really powerful things that you can be doing with it. Uh, and it's a 2-2 for 2. It's always good. You're getting a good man off of it. Definitely does a lot of things you want to be doing with it. Very versatile, very powerful. Definitely not my number five.
1: With one second to spare.
0: Uh, look can't at you. down on my head.
1: Yeah. Uh, Guildmanage, all right, fine. Yeah. You were just going to say Mimeomancer, but you swapped it. Yeah, because you, you didn't snake. already. You snake.
0: I had a backup. I didn't want to do a repeat. Yeah. I was gonna. Th- uh, my whole argument for Mimeomancer <laughs> was because of the memes, and then I was going to drop my mic and leave the, the room. The Yeah.
1: Oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, all right. There you go. That's our – we're going to put these up on Twitter, so go follow us on Twitter, yep. at the Cast. Yep. You can find me at ben Media.
0: I'm at Kes Wiley.
1: Go check out the Anchor app, 10 Minutes of
0: Modern, every day. Make sure to check out the Patreon. It's how we pay for stuff. Make sure to go to Think Geek and buy Super Party Battle. It's really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a party game. It plays like magic, though. So, we, you know, you don't have to be drinking. It's fun for everyone. It's 14 plus. You get to recruit college kids on a campus, and, and they all have cool King's Cup like rules where you have to pretend to be wacky characters and do wacky things or sing a song or row a boat or do push ups, and just everything's a blast. Yeah, I love go, rowing boats. Go buy it. Yeah, sick. All right, thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you guys like the top (laughs) 10. Uh, And obviously vote for me, because my stuff is better than Ben's. His bet cards are dumb. Bye, guys. Bye.
1: Thank you for your attention. See you later, alligator. Thank you for your attention. See you later, alligator.